Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Studio Insights with the Bell Vista Studios team. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to point you to our Creator Hub. There are a range of incredible resources that will help you be a better instructional designer. In particular, human-centered design is so useful and so incredible and our team has got so much success from using it. So I recommend checking out the human-centered design online course. It'll show you how to apply human-centered design to your own projects and learn how to use it as an instructional designer. So check it out in the link below. So to get started, we are going to have our first question from Victoria. Um, my question is for Kim. Um, so I recently finished like managing my first project fully from start to finish. Um, mm. And you and I had like a little bit of a debrief kind of thing yesterday. <laughs> um, and during that, you said that like it went well and like you trust me to do it again in future. So I want to know in general, yeah. like when you're, if you're managing a team or like considering giving work to someone, how, like what kind of things do you think you need to do to prepare to like make sure that they're ready so that you feel comfortable to like delegate stuff <laughs> and not be freaking out <laughs> that they're going to mess everything up? <laughs> Is this signs of trust you're looking for? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's part of it. And just not like, because I know like you would still, you still check things like emails and that before I send them. Um, mm. But like little things like that, that you can do to make you still feel comfortable that things are like going how you would like them to. But I guess also making sure that person's like at a stage where you can like let them loose <laughs> with something <laughs> okay um I think one thing is a, just massive trust in our processes so like they have been in place for years they are continuously improved upon every time that they need an adjustment it's not just like oh, I'll get to it it's like no that needs to improve and we put that into place so mm -hmm with complete trust in our processes. And I know that you're able to follow processes because you've proven that before. And I know that there's templates for you to use. And I know that there's examples for you to pull on um, if you need to, that that makes it a lot more peaceful. Um, just knowing that the processes there are there to support you you have what you need yeah. to do it. The thing that might be a little bit concerning potentially is do you know to even that that exists in the first place? Um, so sometimes I might just say, hey, just, you know, this is a support thing available, whether it's a template or, um, yeah, because I know, I'm sorry, the challenge that I was getting at there is like, would you use your initiative to go find the support available to you? And one thing that I know that we've done really well is we have one document that says of everything that we do, here's a resource if it exists. So we only have to go to one place, see if the resource exists. And if it doesn't, maybe it's the first time we're doing something completely, which I would, I don't always let you guys do... I was going to say I don't always, but you've, there's plenty of things where I'm like very clear on the output I expect of you. 
So this is what it would look like if you're successful in it and getting you to repeat back that you understand what that output is and knowing the supports there and then just openly saying, if you get stuck, come and ask for help. Um, so that trust in the process is a main thing. Mm -mm. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I think I hire you and I pay you because I know what you can do. And yeah. I do believe that you can do it. And if I am worrying about it or concerned about it, why would I pay you? You're not like the right mm -hmm. person, you know, that kind of way. Like I could, shouldn't employ you. Like I yeah. have to see paying someone else. Like, I guess this is a, a delegation thing, right? Because it's a big concern of a lot of people. And it's like, when do you let it go? And when do you hand something over? And like, what if they don't do it to my standard or what if they don't do it to my expectation? And like you pay someone for that peace of mind if yeah. that makes sense like you have an employee or you have a contractor or you have a partner for peace of mind like that's what you're paying for so <laughs> I have to know that I employ you and you're an investment to my peace of mind as well yeah. <laughs> what about though like if you did have to hire like a contractor so you don't know if they have like that initiative or if they would follow the same kind of processes that we would I, in that one like it is you would have to set them up for success so there's the processes have to be there a clear outline or outcome expected standard just when any employee joins joins an organization through their induction anytime you hand over any kind of task. It's just help them know what they're expected to deliver at the end of it and the support that is available to them. And if they need support, where can they seek support? Mm -hmm. Like from a human, if they're stuck kind of thing. Yeah. If that's the framework, you'll always be fine. Mm -hmm. And if there are times where there's like red flags, um, sorry, not red flags, but you start to, go mm, there was a little error there or they didn't quite do that right there which is okay like maybe first time doing something you make a mistake so you allow like I say that to you all the time there's like 10% buffer for human error 10% buffer for like making mistakes and things like that mm. um when it's and as someone handing that over you have to know that that's part of the risk of delegating a task or handing something over to an employee or to someone else a peer is that there is risk that it's going to be a little bit off potentially and being prepared that when that thing that isn't quite where it needs to be, you have the conversation there and then and you reset that yeah. expectation. Because sometimes you hand over a task and it has 100 bits to it or it evolves into a mm -hmm. monster and you can't possibly have prepared the person to deliver the best outcome. So you have to be prepared for that. And what you do to rectify it is, know that errors are going to happen, call it out early, re-communicate and re-establish expectations. If it happens again, 
maybe it's just them learning but if it happens a third time that's where my standards cut off and it's a performance issue um mm. for whatever reason um so then I'd seek to understand why is that happening what is falling down yeah well yeah I guess it's now that I think about it it's not that different to like when we hand over stuff to each other <laughs> mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be like the boss delegating exactly you do something you give it to someone else to pick up they're all the same it's teamwork yeah, yeah. thanks for that it's all right do you does that make you feel comfortable to hand things <laughs> over to hannah and i yeah <laughs> trust us yeah well yeah that's, i don't even i'm like i'm at the bottom of the food chain like, like <laughs> whatever you do is probably better than what i'll do <laughs> Well, what do you do? Because you like are you gave me a task earlier, like so. Mm. What are you? You're trusting that, and you're going to hand that over to the client. So you're trusting me to do it, hopefully, and to give it back to you. So what are the things that your your question back at you, basically? Well, I feel like everything I've learned is from the two of you. So if I can do it, then you must be capable. Otherwise, I wouldn't know either. <laughs> So you trust the process. Yeah. So, okay, well, one of the things is accessibility and I haven't done accessibility in over a year. Hmm. Well, we have a process for that. <laughs> Good. So my first thing in my head was like, when the task came over, I was like, I'm sure there's a process. I haven't looked at it in a long time, but I know that we have that resource list. I'll go find that. And then if yeah. I can't find the accessibility process thing there I'll be asking you yeah that's fine <laughs> that's what I'm here <laughs> <laughs> nice. all right all. <laughs> it looked like you were driving then Kim because the cars were like moving behind you <laughs> like, self-driving <laughs> car this is the benefit <laughs> nah <laughs> All right, well, Kim, I think you can ask the next question. You feel satisfied? My question is for both of you. I was wondering, how do you learn something if you don't give a shit about it? Just looking the same for- way I learn things, but I do <laughs> give a shit about HR. <laughs> um, well, generally, I say, like, if I learn something, whether it's, like, watching a video, reading something, someone telling me something, like, it always starts with some kind of learning stimulus, I guess. Um, I generally need to, like, take notes on it in some way, whether, like, some of the things I can just, like, remember in my head, other times I might need to actually, like, write down a process mm. or, I don't know, information about whatever it is that I'm trying to learn. Um, and then I usually need to apply it in some way using my notes. And sometimes that means that like my notes will get refined into like an actual process, but it depends what you're learning, obviously mm. as well, if it needs something like that or not. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to apply it like pretty soon afterwards and then practice or refer back to my notes if I need them, mm -hmm. practice and then <laughs> hopefully... I'm eventually. 
or have an understanding of like have a thorough understanding of it, whatever I'm trying to get out of it. Has there ever been a time that you've needed to learn something that I've told you to learn and you didn't want to? You don't have to give a specific example, but just think of that time. Uh, <laughs> and what made you, how'd you learn that? There's definitely been things I've been like hesitant to do. Mm, tell me more about so those ones. About, <laughs> <laughs> well, even like project management, for example. But it's not so much like the learning process. It's like things associated with it, like making, like, making phone calls to stakeholders like that kind mm. of thing it's not necessarily like the whole task itself just yeah like there can be elements of things that you need to learn as part of a bigger thing and I might have yeah. like issues or reservations yeah. about those even doing studio insights like having to be recorded on video like I obviously learn a lot from these but it's still like that side of it sort of made me not want to anything so with those two specific examples they're kind of communication so maybe talking to a stakeholder or um talking without free of judgment on studio insights here how did you get to that position to actually do it do you mean to learn it, yeah, well, to learn that thing around um, the specific micro-tasks yeah. within project management. <laughs> well, like, it's part of my job. I just have to do it. I know that I have to do it for you to want to, like, for me to meet what you want as mm. an employee. Those are things that I need to learn and do. Mm. <clears throat> and that, to me, outweighs not wanting to do them and... <laughs> going to find a different job doing something else <laughs> okay any Hannah, anything from you Hannah feel free to take over <laughs> um, yeah I think it's like it's like the pain and punishment thing we've spoken about where like if you don't do it is the punishment of not doing it more like impactful than having to do it and that generally leads to me to doing it even if like I'm not enjoying the process and I'm like oh cannot wait for this to be over <laughs> mm. I know like I'm going to avoid that punishment at the end so therefore it's worth it there has to be a punishment can you what are some examples of punishments just want to take some notes no, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it would be like you in a catch-up being like you're not performing to the standards that you should be or mm. like this is impacting the business in this way, like we've lost money because of this. Those sort of conversations would be a punishment for me because I'm like, oh, I do not want that to happen. Like I don't want to be the cause of our team not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. I want us to like deliver good things and for you to be like happy and confident as a business owner in what's happening within the team. So therefore I'm willing to put myself through <laughs> absolute horror <laughs> to ensure that 
<laughs> Describe absolute honor, <laughs> horror. I mean. <laughs> but just to do anything, really. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, has there ever been a very mundane thing that you've been made to learn? It doesn't necessarily mean to need to be in this job, but what made you learn a really mundane, boring thing in your lives? <laughs> Can't remember it because it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like there's definitely been lots of things outside of this job and definitely probably a couple of things in this job yeah I I know I've complained about things I just can't remember my complaints (laughs) (laughs) they just come and go so often (laughs) it's all a blur (laughs) they merge into each other for me it was statistics that's in my psychology degree that Mm. was so (laughs) boring but it ended up being my best subject because I was so stressed by how bored, like boring it was. So I had to put in so much more effort to like <laughs> overcome the boredom. But it was horrible experience. You get stressed for being bored. No, it was like this is so like not interesting and not coming to me naturally that I have to put in like ten times more effort to avoid the punishment of failing the course. Mm. okay I'm just trying to I'm trying to understand how you can I guess I'm just trying to get more context on human motivation because if you think around and validating a couple of things around how we motivate people learners for like compliance forces and stuff so that's why I asked the question when you have a, a, a topic that's forced on you, it's mandatory. So I was trying to just get more context. But everything you're saying, there is motivation behind it, whether it's linked to pain or pleasure. And every time we've been able to overcome it by using the human-centered approach. Mm. And you, the stories, there's probably for people listening, and this is making no sense, but I'm definitely seeing links be th- behind what you're saying to how we would open a course, how we frame a course, the language we use in a course, even thinking about the most recent one, which is the drug and alcohol, which is a compliance course, but the way that it has been crafted as the immersive interactive story is motivating for people, even though the topic may not be motivating. And I just wanted to kind of, it was for my own research that I asked the question, so you've just validated that human-centered design solves all world problems, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> nah. All right. I'm, so that- I'm satisfied. I have yeah. what I need. I'm ready to go execute. And basically, <laughs> I trust our process even more now. Woo! How good is that? Yeah, and you should too. And yeah, you I- must do what you're told every single time (laughs) linking back to victoria's question (laughs) trust the process it works okay thanks all right last question is from me 
my question's for Kim. Mm-hmm. And I was looking to know how you prepare for a group or individual coaching session. Mm-hmm. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? No, I'm asking you, bro. Nah, I have told you so many times. So. I don't know. I feel like it's been so long since we've spoken about it. Be curious. Your motivation is questions. not strong. Speak to understand. <laughs> go, Vic, go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is what you do so there's no structure ever like you're not like we're going to do this in this part we're going to do this in this part you literally do it's like a QA and a the whole time (laughs) like I get the question part I just don't understand if you have like segments of it like where stuff's meant to happen or you just go in like with an open book um okay ask your question again and I'll check how do you like plan maybe I'll say slash structure yeah session structure coaching session yeah what Vic said seek to understand and and respond to that so there's no structure before you go in you don't know until you get in You don't have like questions you're going to ask planned or you just wing it? Well, coaching's not about me. It's about the other people. So I need to serve their needs. Okay. <laughs> if oh. I'm human-centered, that's, that's the approach. It's a good excuse for life. I'm human-centered. What do you need? I haven't prepared if- anything because I'm all for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no one has questions you just end the session early if no one has questions <clears throat> meant to like talk about something if no one asks anything or that you think uh, would in that moment or something like in that in the part of the process that they're in yeah you just answered your own question there what's going to add value to these people right now so then i'll what what is that you know how would I know what would add value to them so that's the question yeah go on so like before the session I could be looking at where they're at in the process Mm. yeah they're in the discovery phase or like obtaining user insights or something like that like just have an awareness of that so I know the right questions to ask you could if you want to be prepared for all situa- situations in life, though, I don't, you don't have to prepare in that way because then you'll over-prepare. Because if you're there to coach and serve the needs of the other people and then they say, I don't have, we don't have any questions, then you could go, no questions at all, really. Okay, well, let's have a look at where you're at and then you could look up where they're at and respond from that which would minimize you having to plan in advance 
because you don't know that they're not going to have any questions. So you could put all this time and effort into planning in advance for they're doing user interviews, for example, and then you turn into the session and they've got 50 billion questions and all your planning went out the window. And that's why I think what Vic said, seek to understand, be curious, serves you in being able to adapt in all moments. Right, cool. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> How do you respond to... I just want to add value to them in the session. So if I, they're not going to ask anything and I don't know what they're doing, it's just a bit... <laughs> Like to me, I'm like, oh, like they're paying to be here in this session and they don't know what to ask and they don't know where they're at and I don't know where they're at. And that's so ask, what, what have you been working on? What have you done? What's something you worked on yesterday? What's something you're working on right now? What's something you're going to work on tomorrow? They'll have something because they're in a job where they're doing something. There's a reason they've showed up for coaching, you know? Yeah. So that's where you're, that's where like the stimulus comes from. They're like, oh, well, actually I have a meeting coming up. Um, okay, well, what's the meeting on? What do you want to get out of the meeting? And then I'm just seeking to understand to help build a bit of context to see where they're at. And like, oh, you got an interview. That's really cool. Do you feel prepared for the interview? And then they say, no, I'm really scared. Um, very nervous like you just don't know what's going to come up in an interview you go yeah cool like totally get that um, do you want to talk about that do you have any questions about being scared in interviews maybe we could work through that okay and if you don't have the information because I wouldn't know how to help someone with interviews you just <laughs> give <laughs> can and then move on yeah yeah okay if I was in your position what would I do hmm. um I'm pretending I don't have the answer right now right um scared in interviews okay what's something specific you're scared about or actually not even go there right I'm scared in interviews and you go as the coach you're like yeah I don't know how to handle I'm shit scared of interviews too you go, right, let's quickly jump on Google and say, what advice does Google have around being scared in interviews and use that to help you get somewhere? Oh, yeah. look, this article says the top seven tips for overcoming your fears when holding an interview. What would that look like for you when they say, I don't know, do a power pose before? What Would you go and do a power pose in the bathroom before the interview? And they say, oh, yeah, that could be helpful or no, I look like an idiot. Okay, well, let's look at number two. That one doesn't sound like it's going to work for you. Let's look at their next tip and just use that as a prompt. And then eventually they'll get to a point of like, okay, this Google article is not adding value, but now I do have a question. What do you think about this? You just yeah. kind of got to provide. Yeah, it's not mentoring, it's coaching coaching's giving yeah coaching's giving the answer essentially mentoring's asking oh. questions to help them think of it themselves okay so like we would go between the two between mentoring and coaching depending on whether we know the information or not it depends on the outcome of what the person wants really do they just want the answer to move on with their life yeah. or are they trying to grow skills 
Okay. All right, cool. That's good, thank you. Because I'm doing like Skillshare classes on- um... Mate, why didn't you give the answers when I asked you then? You're doing a course on it. <laughs> what does the course say you do? <laughs> courses and they're all very different in how they do it like some are really structured and some are very open so I'm just trying to like understand the different like ways that people do it hmm. what would be out of everything you've learned what's your way I think what would be best for me like it resonates with me to let the coachy guide the discussion like I definitely mm. with my preconceived ideas yeah so like I'm good with that yeah for me given I'm learning I'd like to have which I do have already and I've been collecting them just like questions that I can ask um that can like elicit like a variety of different different information so there's sort of like questions groups or like templates that I can use mm. and practice them so I know how to get the information that I need from them and like dig deep mm. So that, um, and then like the other stuff, like it seems like really common sense. A lot of the things I'm learning, like listening and which can be harder than what some people think, but like actively listening and paraphrasing what they've said and ensuring that you've understood what they've said. Um, and then there was other stuff around like giving feedback. So like, don't beat them while they're down. <laughs> like if they're like already stressed and nervous about the whole concept, don't like fire, like you're not doing that right. You're not doing that right. So keep like, a, like how they're going emotionally in the conversation. So I'm just considering all those things at the moment. Mm. But I can take it or leave it. Like every teacher has something different. So I'll figure out my own way, I think, as I practice and bring my notes together. Mm. What can you give some specifics of like the coaching questions? Um, and I, I'll pause actually for the next one that I want to ask. Okay. Let me get them up. Okay, you ready? Born ready. Uh, what areas do you want to upgrade or improve? Mm -hmm. What more of? How do you know you have what you want? What one thing could you do differently now? Hold on, Hannah. Can you pull it onto your forward screen? Because when you talk that way, I think the microphone is oh, putting you out. <laughs> and all the gold is just going nowhere. <laughs> Any of that or do you want to start again? Start again, please. Yeah. Um. What areas do you want to upgrade or improve? What do you want? How will you know you have what you want? What one thing could you do differently now? What does your intuition tell you? Why is this important to you? What will happen if you don't do this? What resources do you have access to? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What obstacles are you predicting you'll face? Is there anything else you want to share? What are you most proud of? What tools do you need? How do you think you've been going so far? Have you noticed any improvements in your work? If you could do this again, how would you do it differently? And what if you tried dot, 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 which is like mm. giving advice. And, and then like the paraphrasing of like what I'm hearing is, and then paraphrase what they've said. 
or let me see if I've got this right and then paraphrase what they've said. Mm. It's like the problem that they're actually trying to solve. Yeah. I just, what my advice probably on those questions is that there's a lot of them. And if you want to be a really good coach, it's very hard to remember all of them off by heart. And especially when you're learning, looking onto a screen and going, fuck, what's the good, the right question to ask in this moment? It's very difficult. And that's very stressful. So for me, like if you listen to your questions, I know they're not in an order at the moment because the first thing I look for is a pattern. There is a pattern there, but it's not in its current form. And the pattern is how do you open a conversation? How do you probe further and how do you check? Actually, uh, how do you set actions is probably the three themes that come up. So what you could do with those questions is move them into those three kind of columns, I guess, or categories. And that means that you'd always be able able to open a coaching conversation always be able to um, reignite a conversation when it's kind of died and maybe you still have time left and you're like, like I still want to bring value to you in this time. So when you categorize them to how to open the conversation to probe and to get actions committed, like next steps or future something, um, you'll start to see themes amongst the questions within each of those three things and my encouragement for you is to massage whatever questions have gone into each category into one question and then you only have to remember three questions in all coaching sessions that ever happen in life and then you'll be able to adapt to the ambiguity to the unknown to whoever you're talking to to their whatever experience they do or don't have, whatever they're dealing with in life, um, whether it's huge trauma to career to um, just what should I have for dinner, you only have to remember three questions as opposed mm. to however many is your in, in your list. And that's the place that I've got to personally because I can't, re- I can't remember that stuff and also the amount of times that we... the amount of situations that I'm in personally an opportunity to coach, whether it's a facilitation role, whether it's with you guys in your one-on-one, whether it's within the cohorts, whether it's in the freelance mastermind, whether it's in a phone call of an unexpected phone call with a stakeholder, if I'm just always remembering, how can I help? Um, I don't want to give you more questions, but like if that's my opening thing is how can I help? And then uh, what was the middle one is probing deeper is like, what would that look like if you were successful? Oh, that's the future one. Sorry. So I'm already feeling comfortable to just know that it's three questions essentially is what I'm trying to get at there. Yeah. So I would encourage the same for you because you're going to panic at not knowing what question to ask when, when (laughs) someone says something to you and then they say the same thing, they've just used a different word. I'll be like scrolling through my list, like give me one. <laughs> the majority of the time is you're going through your Word document being like, hmm, I wonder if I should do this question or this question. <laughs> Not you, you, but like I meant yeah. people that are doing it as well. 
Okay, that's good. That to me, because I'm like a very structured person, like the structure one would be like, how can I help mm. segment? And then they direct it. Mm-hmm. And then whatever, like it'd probably be like a segment per category. And I like start a question to start the segment because at the end you'd like, you'd wrap it up, right? Like this is what, yeah, but it- this is what you said you're going to do. I'll check in next time, like that sort of thing. Yeah, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking go do a coaching thing and see how it happens. <laughs> do you um, write down what they've told you so you can remember to bring it up next time? Yeah, because the minute I hang up any conversation, <laughs> it is out my brain because <laughs> I can't hold on to it. So you'd start the next one and be like, like we spoke about last time, how have you been no. going? You don't I bring go, it up. No, I just say, how can I help? Because I'm hoping that that human is a responsible human that has taken ownership for their own responsibilities and committed to their actions, done their homework and is now ready for next steps in their growth or their development or their problem solving, seeking that they're there for. And then if they say, oh, I don't know, which never really happens, but um because we attract like-minded humans and we're very lucky like that but if someone rocks up and is like I say how can I help and they're like oh I'm not really sure I'm like oh well let me quickly check my notes now it says your homework was blah 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 where are you at with that yeah okay all right cool thanks (laughs) (laughs) my dream country an unstructured session (laughs) adding value to someone no I feel like we do it in studio insights anyway so I've definitely done it before I think Kim is very on my end but I'm going to thank Kim for her response thank you Victoria <laughs> Kim <laughs> for a great studio insights I hope that <laughs> value from the session don't forget to check out the creator hub it is epic check out the human-centered design online course It will change your life. We'll see you next time. What's up, awesome human? Thank you, thank you, thank you on behalf of myself and the Bell Vista Studios team for continuously choosing to learn with us. We really appreciate it. If the tips and the insights and the context resonate with you and you want to take your skills to the next level or you want to make your life way easier, you will love our Creator Hub. The Creator Hub is a place for people like you and us, basically it's the stuff that we use internally at Bell Vista Studios and then we just share it publicly with you. The Creator Hub is created by instructional designers for instructional designers and what you'll love there at the moment is we've got a quiz, could I be a better instructional designer, that has so much tips in the feedback if you're interested in human-centered design or just taking your skills to the next level in terms of the solutions you're creating and the problems you want to solve. But in there as well, aren't we cute that's us um but we've got the coaching courses freebies give us gratitude and also we've got some templates and basically they're always around the lens of learning experience design instructional design and e-learning so a human-centered design focus is very 
much what we're about at Bell Vista Studio. So putting your learners at the heart of a solution and creating something for their needs. So there's the human-centered design stuff and then we've also got the business stuff. So this is the stuff they don't teach you about when you want to become a freelancer or a consultant in the instructional design world. So go check it out. The link is in the description. You can check out everything that is available for you. Thank you for choosing to learn with us. Continuously invest in your skills. You will be rewarded as an instructional designer. Share this stuff, share it with other people because when we are better instructional designers, we create better solutions that create better humans that create a better world. So we have a very important role and I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have an awesome day.